Today, a special edition of CatsCast from St. John the Baptist Ukrainian Church in Jewett, New York, where parishioners prepared fresh pierogi and borscht to raise funds for Ukraine. My name is Svetlana Jakawi Briegel, and I've been a parishioner here my entire life, and I'm the organizer of this fundraiser. Uh, my name is Melania Serbai. I am a parishioner here for uh, the St. John Ukrainian Catholic Church, and I've been here for over 30 years. And just then, yeah, a delivery yeah. from a community donor. Perfect. Hi, I'm Mike Colerone, uh, a.k.a. Mikey Flowers, affectionately known. I'm in the flower business, but uh, I donated the, uh, the food for her to prepare. She's the angel, so I just, uh, I went to work to make the money so she could cook it and do what she does. I mean, I don't have to tell you about the atrocities, uh, what's going on, and uh, the people here in the United States, let alone in Lexington, uh, feel helpless. And then we have angels like this doing what they can to raise money to send it abroad, and I just wanted to be uh, a part of it. I'm sure just talking about it, make, it brings my voice down to a different level. But I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to help. I asked Swidlana about her idea for this fundraiser. And she was overcome by emotion. So the day that I saw Putin invade Ukraine, it just really obviously affected me. I have family um, in Nivio and the surrounding regions and uh, they haven't left yet. And I just felt very helpless um, and I needed to do something and I'd like to feed people. So um, I decided to do this. I got permission from um, my priest to use the facilities. I'm also a trustee of the church and the outpouring of the community is just makes me very humble because we were here till eight o'clock last night making pierogies. And the amount of people that just came out and helped make the pierogies blew my mind. They are stuffed with potatoes, cheese, and onions. And the dough is made especially for the pierogies. And after we prepare them, we boil them in water for about maybe seven, eight minutes until they rise. And then we cool them off. And then we put sauteed mushrooms on top. And then the side, sour cream is always good. So per pierogi is the uh, Polish name, right? And then Vareniki? Yes. The Ukrainian name is Vareniki. The Polish name is pierogi. But the, no matter how you say it, they taste the same and they're delicious. I should eat less of them, but you know, I'm Ukrainian, so I have to, you know. Where did you learn to make Vareniki? Um, my parents were born in Ukraine. I, uh, I was born in America, but um, I speak Ukrainian. I write Ukrainian. I read in Ukrainian. I teach Ukrainian as well. My first Vodanik was probably when I was like six or seven. Um, and we also have um, our traditional Christmas dinner, or Svetavichera, how we call it, where we prepare Vodanik as a course. My grandmother was one of the original people who started doing the borscht and Vodanik on Sundays after church. And it actually used to be up on the porch. It was a little kitchen with a little stove and my grandfather would boil the water, do the vanilla My grandmother would make a pot of borscht and there was coffee and cakes and that's all they sold off the porch. And then they finished the hall down here and, and here I am 
She's putting a smile on my face because I, I distinctly remember as yesterday when I used to go to Pani Yakovi, which is Tukiana's grandmother, and I used to ask for borscht, and she used to pass me a cup of borscht between the wooden posts of the, of the deck, and I was like, thank you very much. So I remember that clearly. Now, borscht and the Catskills are tied together very much because people associate it with the borscht belts and uh, Jewish tradition, but it's also Eastern European tradition. There's all different varieties. There's three different varieties of borscht out there right now. The one I made, I make with heavy cream, which is how my grandmother used to make it. There's another one that has vegetables in it, and then there's another one called the Plas Borscht. Swidlana's 13-year-old daughter, Adriana, was preparing food alongside her mom, and we asked for her opinion on borscht. Um, I like borscht. I have mixed feelings about it, but I like it. Tell us more about your mixed feelings. Sometimes I like don't really want to drink it because it's hot and I like cold things. Is it like a soup or you drink? It is kind of like a soup, but it's more of a drink. It's kind of in between. What's your favorite type of uh, pierogi? Um, I like blueberry pierogies. My baba used to make them a lot, so I used to eat them. So you like the sweet pierogies, yeah. not the savory ones? Yeah. And how do you feel about what's happening in Ukraine? I get scared sometimes. And even though like I haven't really met my family over in Ukraine, I still feel really bad for them and I hope they're safe. Tell us a little something about Ukraine and its people. It's beautiful. One of the reasons my grandparents came up here was because my grandparents are from the Carpathian Mountains and this reminded them of the Carpathian Mountains. So um, they bought land, built two houses, and were up here all the time. I've been to Lviv, I've been to the Carpathian Mountains, I've been to the capital. It's breathtaking. And to see the destruction that's going on, I, I just, I don't understand. I just don't get it. I haven't been there, but looking at this church, it transports you there. It feels like you're in Eastern Europe, but then again, the wood construction and the rustic construction also blends in beautifully with the landscape. It's kind of a magical view. The architecture of the church follows the types of churches you would find in the Carpathian Mountains. The church was built with no nails, post and beam, I guess is what you'd call it. My grandfather's helped build the church. There was a doctor who had land next door, Dr. Makarevich. He uh, donated the land to the church. You have the church up on the hill, the priest house, um, and then this is called the Grajda. There's a hall upstairs, and in the summertime, they do concerts, and then you have the hall down here. And we also have a, a gallery upstairs, again, during the summer, where people can buy beautiful paintings of local artists and Ukrainian artists. On the note of uh, the concert that Svetlana mentioned, um, my father started a music center of Greene County about 30 years ago, so we have concerts here during the summer, which you're all invited to, by the way. It's all classical concerts. I would love to. Is church service conducted in Ukrainian? It is. Although the priest does sometimes have his sermon, he does um, address it in English as well, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, but overall it's in Ukrainian. Can you give a sense of the Ukrainian community in this region? There's a lot more people in the summer because um, you have the people who have the second homes. 
Uh, during the winter months, there's like 15 people that come to church, but we're the ones that are here all the time. But during the summer, there's a lot more. I mean, if you ever drive by the church on a Sunday at 10 o'clock and you see all the people, that's, that's our community. They come Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts. I mean, they all have second homes here, so. And a lot of them have, like myself, have been here their whole lives. So, What else can the community do to help? Pray, um, if they can donate money. Um, There's a lot of organizations that people can donate to, so that would be helpful as well. And just have us in your prayers, that's it. Because, you know, God is good. And I know that the soldiers have said that they feel the prayers, so. And you have, you know, you have everybody. It's not the, the soldiers, it's the citizens who are fighting. Normal people are fighting. There was a principal ballet dancer who fought and lost his life. Um, there was um, a, a husband that lost three of his family members. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's just senseless. very, very senseless and, and just cruel. Absolutely cruel. They are targeting civilians and children. I mean, the kids have nothing to do with this. The Russian people believe, not all of them, but a lot of them believe the Russian propaganda. Putin says that it's all a military exercise in Donbas, but why, why attack the capital of Ukraine, which is Kyiv, if you're just saying that you're going to Donbas, which is another region in Ukraine, far away from Kyiv. He, he lies. And, and civilian targets. Him. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. What do you feel about Zelensky? I love him. I've had people say to me that he shouldn't be there, and I said, why? He's standing with his people. That's every leader of every country should take note and follow in his footsteps. Could he just get on a plane and go to safety? Absolutely. It's him, his parliament, you know, he's got all of his people with him fighting for freedom. I mean, Ukraine existed before Russia existed. So, Russia just needs to just back off and realize that, you know, I mean, Ukraine's not only fighting for their own freedom, but they're fighting for democracy. And they're going to be an example for the rest of the world. So don't screw with us. <laughs> Everybody's just in shock about this. It's just unjustified, unprovoked, and we're dealing with a dictator that decided that Ukraine was always a part of Russia, that Russia and Ukraine is the same culture, the same language, the same tradition, which is not true. They are neighboring, but Ukraine was never part of Russia, never. It's a different language, it's a different culture, and we here are supporting our soldiers that are not just soldiers, they're civilians, they're regular people who are defending their country. So their patriotism is over the top. Their response to the war is just overwhelming, and I'm just very proud. I'm in the medical field, so I've been getting supplies and, you know, um, donating them to the various uh, organizations that are sending them. I've had area hospitals give me supplies, so I'll do whatever I can to get what they need. If, if I could make Molotov cocktails and get them there, I would do that. And I have people who would be willing to make them with me, so. The priest didn't give permission for that in the kitchen? He doesn't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> What we do in the kitchen stays in the kitchen. That's right. That's right. So.
What they did in the kitchen raised $14,392, which goes to the Ukrainian American Freedom Foundation, providing material and logistic assistance to the people of Ukraine. Make a donation at uaff.nyc. For more on St. John the Baptist Church, visit ukrainianmountaintop.org. And if you missed this round of pierogi and borscht, Svetlana says another fundraiser is already in the works. Thanks to Megan Sperry, who joined us on this podcast. Opening music was Prayer for Ukraine, performed by Faculty of Culture and Arts at Ivan Franco Lviv National University. I'm Brett Barry. Thanks for listening, and join us next week for another episode of Cat's Cast.